Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tony winners Kelly O'Hara and Adrian Warren bring Broadway in the Park to Wolf Trap on June 24th. I spoke with O'Hara about this special concert as well as her seven Tony nominations, from The Light in the Piazza to South Pacific to The King and I. Hey, Kelly O'Hara, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Thanks for having me, Jason. We're talking because you are participating in a really cool thing at Wolf Trap. I think Signature Theaters actually helped putting it on too, but it's going to be at Wolf Trap. It's called Broadway in the Park. It'll be you and Adrian Warren, uh, who is, I think, a Virginia native, actually. Uh, and you'll be, what do you'll be doing? I guess you're singing all, uh, some great Broadway tunes. I think we're going to sing great Broadway tunes. We're going to sing together and separately. And I think we're going to have wonderful choruses singing with us. I just think it's going to be one of those nights that feels like we're all back together and celebrating art. And I, I, I really can't wait, honestly. Now, could you give us uh, a little hint at some of the songs that we might hear if we come to the show? Well, I don't want to give it all away, but I think you'll hear some from both of us that are sort of representative of what we've done on Broadway. I'm sorry, I have some dinging there. Um, but then I, we're going to sing a song together uh, that I think might be unusual that, um, I don't want to give it away, but but we're going to sing a song that wouldn't be necessarily expected. But I just we've sung it one time before together, and I just I love it. It's from a, a newer musical um, that, that was on Broadway a couple of years ago that neither of us did, and that was sung by a man. But we've made it into duet a duet because of its wonderful subject matter. Okay, great. Yeah, so you have to turn out to the concert to see what exactly that one is. <laughs> um, but I mean, come on, how, how often do you get to see two two Tony winners sharing the stage here in our area at Wolf Trap? Uh, obviously, you. You won for the King and I revival and Adrian Warren won as Tina Turner and the Tina Turner musical. Um, so yeah, it's just gonna, it's going to be a great time. Um, not to mention all the other shows that you both have done that you can, you know, pluck different songs from. It's going to be really cool. Now, now, how often do, do have you, I mean, I assume you've performed at Wolf Trap before, right? You know, I'm trying to remember if I have, I, I think Adrian definitely has. I think you mentioned she's a native of somewhere around there. Um, I, I'm trying to remember if I have before. All I know is that when I announced that I was going to be there, I had so many people say, oh my gosh, it's the best. It's the best. You're going to love it. It's so wonderful out there. It's such a great experience the way the shows are put on. And so um, that excites me. And it, it sounds like it's going to be a great, uh, a great event. Yeah, yeah, you'll enjoy it. It's uh, it the the cool thing is it's it's basically like part in it's inside a national park, so it feels like you're like surrounded by nature, but this really cool state of the art all wood acoustic uh venue. It's it's a really cool spot. It's gonna be great. Um, awesome. So um, you know, whenever I have someone on, I love to hear sort of you know your creative journey as well. So um, I know what you you grew up in. What was it, Tulsa, Oklahoma? Well, no, I grew up, I was born in Tulsa, but I grew up in on the other side of the state in Elk City, Oklahoma, and then sort of all over the state, to be honest. Um, I was, uh, then, then I, uh, my parents moved to the middle of the state and I went to college there and I, and then I moved to New York to go to acting school um, after I got an opera degree. So I'm sort of all over the place when it comes to art, but then it, it, it led, led, uh, led me to Broadway and um and now I do a little Broadway, a little Met Opera, a little TV, and I, I try to do as much as I can. And, and Adrian, um, who has just had such a, a an amazing ride recently, and now and she's making film and television, and and uh, been done a lot of Broadway shows. The two of us uh, share a, a team, and it's it's been wonderful to get to know her and see her star rise. And so I'm I'm excited to have this sort of night where 
I think it, it couples two very different genres and two different types of performing together. Um, so it makes for, I think it'll make for a very diverse show as far as the music styles. And so um, it, it's, it's not often you get a chance to do something like that. And so, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. Tell me about that first, uh, you know, you get that first Tony uh, nomination for The Light in the Piazza. How, how big of a, of a, you know, breakthrough in your career was that? Well, it was amazing. You know, I, I will be very honest and say, you know, some people grow up all their lives going to Broadway, thinking about Broadway, thinking about the Tonys. But I grew up in this little town in Western Oklahoma, and I didn't, I didn't visit New York until I was 21 years old. I didn't watch the Tonys until I was about 20 years old. I didn't. It wasn't on my radar, and so when I when I got that, I, it became on my radar. I did my first couple of Broadway shows in the city, and I thought, "Wow, I see how this all goes." And so when I got that first Tony nomination, I I, I was just so I was pinching. I couldn't believe I was sort of gobsmacked that it was even happening. And and then then as the years went by, and I'm so lucky to say that I I did those all those shows, and I um I, I kept returning to the Tonys seven times. <laughs> it was the it was the sixth one, sixth nomination that I I did finally take home the prize. But by that time, I it was such a celebration to be able to stand there and thank my parents and thank thank all the people I'd ever known. But at the same time, I just had I had lived my life in this business. Um, for better or for worse, winning and losing and doing all the things. And so I was more proud to stand up there and say that I've had a career, you know, than I than just that I had won an award. Um, I had built my life by that time, two children. Um, but I look back on it all and and that Tony Award, it does sort of, it does sort of cap something in this beautiful way. And so when I look at it, I think about it as a celebration, not for just the show or the role, but sort of a whole lifetime as I was building up, uh, and and there's more to go. You know, I have more to go, but uh, that's that's what it felt like. It felt like a celebration of of all of that work. Oh yeah, plenty more to go, and yeah, and and you know, but but beyond just the beyond just the awards and the accolades, because you know that's all nice and all, but it's the actual work and the creativity mm -hmm. that that matters and what I actually care about. So um, you know, I was you know, I, if we could rapid fire, I'd love just a quick memory of you know what either either your co-stars or or what it was like playing the roles in each of these things. So let me just say the light in the piazza. You know, what do you think of? And then I'll, let's go boom 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 through them. So a light in the piazza. You know, memories of that role. Light in the Piazza. Uh, I took that thing all over this country before it came, worked on it for five years total with leading men like Stephen Pasquale and then finally Matthew Morrison, who we know from Glee, um, and my wonderful Victoria Clark. That that show really uh, cemented sort of my love of the craft of the work. It was my first time working with Adam Gettle and Craig Lucas and Bart Shear. And then, of course, I would go on with Bart Shear to do three other Broadway shows. Um, the next one was... Uh, well, you want to say them or do you want? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll break up the sound bites for you. So yeah, cool. All right, and then and then the pajama game. I mean, that was a big one as well. The pajama game uh, was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. Um, I could have done it forever. Harry Connick Jr. Uh, did something different on the stage every single night. It it didn't feel as much like a Broadway show as it felt like a, a single performance at Radio City Hall every night. Um, but people like Michael McKean and uh, just made that whole show just come alive. We had the most amazing dancers, Kathleen Marshall choreography and direction. It was um, it was a joy. It made people happy, and that was the purpose of it for me. Is that joy that it brought people. Oh, yeah. And you brought people joy again. Rodgers and Hammerstein's legendary South Pacific uh, revival. That must have been fun. It was. It was my second show with Bart Shear. Uh, 
I worked opposite the op the awesome Paolo Jot, and of course again Matthew Morrison. Um, it also felt like a deeper project for me. It it had a, a more of a moral tone, even though it is a musical comedy. It had a great um, center uh, subject matter of uh, racism that we learned a lot about. We studied the World World War II, um, all that history. And, and I have family from Arkansas. It just sort of all felt very personal and educational. And so I really love that journey. And Danny Burstein, of course, and Loretta Ablacer, everybody was just wonderful. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we're going from Rodgers and Hammerstein on that one to now the Gershwins on Nice Work, if you could get it. Yeah, you know, that was such a gift to me. I, I didn't expect it. Uh, it was this wonderful new book by Jody Pietro, again, directed um, and choreographed by Kathleen Marshall. But it put me with Matthew Broderick, which just gave me um, laughs every night. And then other people like Chris Sullivan, who became one of my best friends. We all know him as Toby and This Is Us. And then um, Michael McGraw. It, it, it was it was one of those things that just made me laugh all the time, but it had this old score. And I come from that kind of music. I used to grow up listening to the Great American Songbook and the records. And and so I was. it was like I was going home for the music, but I was getting to to do a different version of myself, which was that sort of silly, comedic, uh, funny, funny thing. And and that's another one I could do again. Like, I, I think sometimes I dream about a reunion uh, version of that one. Well, maybe it will happen. You never know. Yeah. Um, cool. And then the next one, uh, Bridges of Madison County was your next nomination. That must have been a, a challenge because obviously you're, you know, it started as a book, but then there's the Clint Eastwood directed uh, film in the 90s. And now you're, you're bringing it to the stage. Yes, you know, we started working on that. I started with Jason Robert Brown and Marsha Norman in its early, early stages. And again, it paired me up with Bart Shear for the third time. It And Steve Pasquale, who I'd known since early days in Light in the Piazza, I just loved every minute of that. It was a very different role for me, very unlike myself, although it had the sort of farm themes, which I, I grew up on a farm in Oklahoma, so I was raised by a farm wife. And I understood so much of it, and I didn't understand so much of it. She's from Italy. She's an Italian woman. I, It was one of those things that challenged me vocally and, and as an actor in a way that I could probably say that's my favorite of all my roles I've ever played, um, the, one of the best scores I've ever gotten to sing. But uh, the, when it finally came to Broadway, after all this work and these workshops for years, um, I, it, the timing of it was tough because I, I literally just gave birth to my second child. And so when we started the work of it, I was so heavy and, and emotionally, you know, uh, elsewhere in my mind. But it, it ended up being such a, a cathartic and beautiful thing to do at that time, too. Very emotional. So I look back on it with just nothing but an, a swelling heart. And then, of course, the one that, you know, that we already mentioned that, that you did finally win the Tony for, The King and I. Um, did you did you grow up watching the, you know, the, the Yul Brenner, et cetera, et cetera one? I mean, did, I mean, uh, was that was that always I know you said you, you, you went into opera first, but were you at least aware of the old classic musical when you took on this role? Well, that's the funny thing. The only thing I had when I was growing up were the movies. So I had uh, anything Shirley Jones or, or Julie Andrews did. I watched all of them ad nauseum but the one i never saw was the king and i huh. believe it or not and to this day i've never seen it really uh, i you know it's hard to explain i can't really explain why i've never seen it that i don't have the desire and it's because i didn't want to watch when i knew that i was going to play this role i didn't want to watch it which i never do i don't go back and revisit something because i want to try to make it my own i don't want to accidentally be stealing from something i've subconsciously seen um, but then afterward, I just had so married 
our new version and what it stood for um, and the changes we made for the the times that I I didn't want to go back and watch the old one. Um, it's hard. Like, again, it's hard to explain, but I still haven't. <laughs> Hey, I think that that's so fascinating to me. Yeah, well, I mean, you still had all the great numbers, shall we dance and getting to know you and all that. But like you're saying, you you brought it into modern times because there were some problematic things uh, in, in the original film for its time. But which I guess was it's it's, it's funny, right? It's, it, that was probably way ahead of its time with feminism and stuff when it came out. But now looking back on it, we say, oh, my God, we were so backward in so many other ways. So it's it's funny how that funny how that works. It is. Yeah, it is. But I'm I'm proud of when we do it in, in real time, what we try to accomplish with it. And we've done that I hope for for all the shows that we've done that have been historically problematic that we've done what we can in this present moment absolutely well rounded out with your latest Tony nod uh, kiss me Kate that must have been uh, a real exciting one you know to prove that you know you'd already won one but now you're, you're keeping it going <laughs> <laughs> well you know I always knew that I when I saw that on Broadway um, in 99 with Marin Maisie I had this idea that she was such an inspiration to me and such a mentor and I had this idea that one of these days, even just to sing the score, because it is a strong soprano role for 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 a um, a woman not 20 years old, but a little bit older. And so I thought maybe I can do that someday, just because I'd love to sing that score and I'd love to play that strong woman role. And and she had she had been so amazing in it. And so when it came about at the roundabout to do this short, we did a, a one night presentation of it, and it was so much fun that I thought, well, we can do a short run of this, and it would just be a a real hoot and so it was and we had the best time and laughed and laughed and and then the next thing i know the pandemic happened and and that's the last thing that i've done on broadway and so i'm, I'm really itching to get back on stage yeah well you can't beat cole porter and but like you said yeah we, we haven't that the the pandemic caused a break here so i mean is there anything else uh you get what what's coming up next i mean i guess i know we got broadway in the park but is there is there anything on actual broadway that that you're auditioning for or getting cast in or what what's the latest well interestingly enough in night in 2019 i started working on a project that had been in the works for if you can believe it almost 20 years which was um, with the writers of Light in the Piazza, Adam Gettle and Craig Lucas, um, to write a version, a very sort of yummy, artistic, artsy uh, version of uh, an old film called The Days of Wine and Roses with oh, Jack yeah, and Remick. And when I was doing Light in the Piazza a long time ago, I had this idea. I had just done Sweet Smell of Success with Brian Darcy James. And people would say in our in our getup, you know, we were all dressed up in the 60s. They'd say, oh, you look like Lee Remick and he looks like Jack Lemmon. And we both had this sort of dark, dark theatrical chops to do something like Days of Wine and Roses. And so um, Adam and, and Craig sort of took it on and it changed hands over the years. It, Adam was writing it um, and then it stopped and then it went back into development. So finally we pulled it out again and it's it's completed and it's a beautiful and, and I think some of Adam's very best composition and Craig's writing. And we did a big workshop over the pandemic in masks and everything. And we really have something wonderful on our hands. And now we're just looking for the home for it. Um, and, and also the schedule, because what the pandemic did to most of us is it led us in other directions. I'm, I'm shooting um, the, the, the Gilded Age on HBO now. And so right. it sort of messes with my schedule. But as soon as we get an opening and we can all come together, I think it's a show that is uh, really worth um, finding a home for on a stage very soon. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess before we run, I mean, do you want to mention anything about the Gilded Age? I, I, you know, I have some film critic friends that are big, big fans of it. I mean, and it's not your first for Randy TV. You did 13 Reasons Why and a bunch of different Blue Bloods, uh, uh, Peter Pan Live, a bunch of different stuff. Uh, but but why has the Gilded Age been, been so fun here recently? 
Well, it does feel, feel th more theatrical in nature. It's a period piece. I ba I'm back in my corset, which I'm, you know, I've been wearing for 20 years. <laughs> um, but I'm working with some of the best theatrical greats uh, of my time, you know, people that I've looked up to my whole life. And so that is that has been one of the biggest gifts of this whole thing is just being able to be in a room with them working, um, you know, studying this history in our in our country, which is very interesting and strange, the Gilded Age um, and, and the history in New York. And so I feel like it's just been um, a, a, an education and sort of like going back to to drama school in a way, just really having fun with it. But I'll never stop missing standing on a stage with a, a live audience. Awesome. Well, you'll stand on the stage with a live audience at Wolf Trap for Broadway in the park it's gonna be friday june 24th at 8 p.m of course it'll be you and adrian warren who's uh you know was is from virginia so that'll be really cool two tony winners in one night uh final seconds you know talk directly to our listeners why should they come out you know hey guys come on out it's gonna be fun you know i think we've all missed joining together hearing the same music and seeing how it affects us as a as an audience and as a team making art together enjoying it outside and the beautiful nature i think it's time we started it let's let's do it we're gonna have a great time time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much for taking so much time for us today. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. Nice to talk to you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.